there's there's something about the Skype ringtone, at least on Mac. It's still the same on Mac. On Windows, it's different now, finally, thankfully. But there's something about the, the Skype ringtone that is just, it like bubbles up all the anxiety in me in like a really bad way. It's like the, I don't know if in your extended family this happens, but like certain people who sort of like are afraid of a technology, fearful, hate it, don't want to use it, never going to touch it. Then all of a sudden they try it and it's like now everything is that funneled through that thing. And so like texting for my parents, my mom in particular went that way where it was like, no, I would just phone. Why would I, you know, et cetera. And then all of a sudden it went from nothing to like now everything to the point of like, um, your aunt has cancer, by the way. Oh, and I'm going to drop off some <laughs> cookies right. after school. Or yeah. It's like, no, well, <laughs> I would say phone, the phone is like that for me. Um, cause it's always been, I mean, my, I guess my parents do text me. They, yeah, they do say like, Hey, the dog passed away like through text, yeah. which is just, Oh, okay. 15 years of my life. I'll just process right now yeah yeah it would, <laughs> it would be difficult to to say that over the phone i get it but because they have moved over to texting for things that are unimportant seemingly unimportant when they do call it's like oh no what what happened what what this is the one <laughs> right who who got in a car accident like do i need to I, i'm ready to run to the car now with the keys put my seatbelt on and then answer the call like that's that's the level of anxiety that getting a a phone call now puts on me i mean plus you're booking the the flight as you answer the phone hi mom i've I've got a good deal on a flight i'll be there yes if if this then that for when your parents call you and and you know that you need to just book one asap book the there's gotta be (laughs) there needs to be a zap for that oh my gosh yeah Speaking of phone, man, over when was that Tuesday? Um, I've been off and on with my dentist, which is just it's it feels like it's been nonstop for the last year or so with them. Like every two A relationship months. status, you're off. And yes, on? yes, that's what it feels like. Because when they call, I'm like, like pit in my stomach. Like I know if this is supposed to be good. I know I'm supposed to just confirm my my dentist appointment with you and and then see you next week. But do we have to do this now? Do we have to? I don't want to do this. And so this week they've been really they've been trying real, real hard to to basically get everything out of me that they can. So they've they've taken all four wisdom teeth over the last year or so. And I'm I'm still having issues here. I had rice for lunch which is good. It was fine. But I get, there's a, there are more like there's a socket still oh, formed oh, back there. Yeah, oh. And and it's just small enough no. for a little grain of rice. Oh. So I, I, I swish for as frequently as possible. That's but, from your molar or wisdom teeth removal. Yeah. Yeah. Just somebody saying socket just gives me the shivers. <laughs> Usually comes with a dry and oh. or infected. Oh. So yeah, no, I, it, all bad words, all bad terms. But so they keep calling me and they're like, man, OK, so we've taken out your teeth. Mm, we've cleaned you twice to uh, no, probably three times now. Anyway, so they did they, they did all that that good stuff. 
dot fm it was like okay cool now we're we're pretty much done right and they're like no well so we could fit you with these orthodontics if you'd like like the invisalign stuff and you don't like the way your teeth look right you got this you got this weird maw going and i'm like oh yeah i'm in i'm in orange county i i'm obviously a movie star it definitely matters what i what my teeth look like behind this microphone is that where that's the oc right that's the show you yeah so yeah that it yes that's exactly it I'm basically on the OC 24-7. That's what it's like down here. I'm driving a Porsche and yeah. the sun and the, the palm trees and everything. It is really sunny here today. I, I won't tell you how warm it is. but And so they're trying to get me to do these orthodontics. And it, it comes out to nearly $7,000 American because, one, I don't have coverage for that. And I'm sure it's way, way, way worse for people who, who don't, one, who have multiple kids and two who don't have coverage for that kind of thing or don't have coverage, period. And they're like, well, if you don't do anything about this, uh, your child won't be able to close their mouth in, in five years or whatever right. as these teeth come in and stuff. And I get that. Yeah, the, the, the struggle of parenting. <laughs> yeah, right. Way, 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 way worse than I will probably ever have it. And I, I have a good job and everything's fine. I don't have any any children's teeth to take care of. Um, <laughs> just the teeth. So, <laughs> just the yeah, teeth just my own. Yeah, just Futurama style. my own mouth, basically. Right. Yeah. So they're trying to get me to, oh, hey, lights are turning on here. They're trying to get me to uh, pay off this so that they can get back in my mouth and, and do some work, do some some development, you know? It's sounding like an apartment development that we're yes, debating. Yes, that's what I feel like. I feel like they're moving in and they're re, they're ripping out all the carpets and they're trying to trying to get back in my mouth, basically, and, and up the rent. So that they can, I don't know, make more profit off me. I don't know. This week, I have been avoiding going back in and they kept calling and I kept calling them and saying, look, I'm not going to come in. I don't want to do this. I saw the the amount. I don't want to do this anymore. And Tuesday, I call them and say, officially, not don't want to do this anymore. Not going to do this. I'm like, well, no, no, no. We still want to see you. We still want you to come in, you know, so that we can say, like, why, why do you, why, why prolong this, this relationship? And so, uh, the beauty of Android, I just blocked their number. Unfortunately, nice. speaking of phones, speaking of not wanting to use phones anymore, I just blocked them. And now I feel kind of bad, but I'm trying not, I'm trying not to feel too bad because you can go anywhere. It's not like you have to go to these people to get work done or get your teeth cleaned. But I just don't, I just don't feel like being used anymore, you know. That's, and that's and fair. that's the kind of thing. That's the kind of thing that that phones f- make me feel. They make me feel like I'm I'm being pressured. They they it, it's only bad stuff happening. It's never good stuff. Dot FM over over the phone. The dot FM over the phone. It's only over Skype. And so maybe maybe that's what I'm getting at is. Skype is just that real, real good feeling now. That was a that was a good ten minute explanation of why you hate the Skype ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I was as I was talking, I'm actually I'm trying to um, trying to delay, trying to wait to see what happens here with my front door. I'm staring at it right now because I have a, a little. Speaking of if this then that, I have a little if recipe for when my wife comes home. My wife. And my my wife comes home and it turns on all the lights in the house uh, when she is in a specific geo radius or whatever. I guess I could just check on my phone right now. But um, 
And so I'm waiting for her to walk through the door and wonder what I'm doing and who I'm yelling at about my teeth. <laughs> uh, and it's just not happening yet. I have those. Uh, I do those sometimes with like um, the Apple on the Apple thing, the find my friends thing. When I know I'm like wondering when someone's going to come home or whatever. And so I do that. But it's it's kind of like it works. It works 90% of the time. And then 10% of the time, it's like the next day, all of a sudden it notifies me that my wife's come home or whatever. When she's obviously been home for 24 hours for, for or three or days yeah. yeah 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 so it kind of it's almost enough that it's it's almost like it works reliably enough to trust it but it's still not quite there not that i'm ever i guess dependent on somebody <laughs> on the geolocation notification of somebody's arrival or leaving but i do use it for like when to start making something for supper or when to start uh yeah some sort of thing not nothing life dependent obviously nothing like getting dry sockets pulled out of your teeth oh, right <laughs> But that's my number one thing, though, the the whole like trying to plan dinner around when someone is arriving so that it's hot and that it's, you know, not been sitting in the fridge for for three hours uh, because you couldn't time it properly or whatever. Um, that That's my number one reason for using. And I guess my my parents like to use it, too. It's a good like six to seven hours traveling from where I am in Southern California to basically where they are, where their house is. Um, and so instead of having to reach over to my phone and say, yeah, 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 we're in the middle of nowhere, fields and cows. And, you know, we still have three hours and 45 minutes left. Um, they're able to just pull it up on, on find my friends and, and see where we are, which is nice. It, it avoids having a conversation over the phone. So the, yeah. the more times we can do that, the the better for me. Do you have a, one of, I don't know what it's for me, it's my in-laws, but uh, who are savvy. They're both savvy to using that, that technology, the find my friends part. But then they also kind of like randomly, I have it set so that they can just see where I am all the time. Generally, yeah. I don't care, yeah. whatever. But um, yeah. So then randomly I'll get a text when I'm like out with somebody at a bar or whatever. And just like my father-in-law is like, Hey, what are you doing at <laughs> wherever? Like he's actively looking, you know, he's just bored on a Thursday night. Yeah. Wondering why I'm at Walmart or, uh, yeah. uh is it to say like, Hey, pick me up some toilet paper. No, maybe? nothing even more. It's no, I, I picture him being useful. just bored at home and got it. And it's like, Hey, I wonder where people are. Where are people? Yeah. yeah. Um, you can set up, I think the funny part is you can set up geofences for find my friends and say like, Hey, notify me when, right. Uh, so-and-so leaves a particular area and then comes to this other area or however you want to set it up. Um, I would be curious if anything like that is set up for you. Like <laughs> yeah. I've, I've basically geotagged all the bars in the, in the area to see when Chris enters one and when he leaves one period. I don't have an issue. I don't have a problem. Right. Well, that, sure. There's anything uh -huh. wrong with people who do, but <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're the one who works at a place that True. tracks drinking beer that's that's right i if anybody i will say you are you are in my bookmarks here so i i will see every now and then at, well the, the freaky part is i do have notifications turned on for when you check in so maybe that's not you're the one who's stuck maybe that is i know that is a little strange man i didn't think this would turn into a, a potential episode about notifications but Ooh. it seems it seems as though folks have their their distinct personal opinions about whether or not they have notifications on what they have notifications for. Um, the, the whole find my friends thing. I find people falling into two camps. One believes like, yes, it's, it's utilitarian. There is some usefulness for this. Like you and I have explained and 
two people say it's creepy right and they don't ever want to to do that ever again yeah because i guess the there it's it's ironic i guess for my father-in-law for example where he's afraid to use not afraid but he's just i think almost legitimately fearful of giving his credit card information out or whatever online and that's that's a valid thing to be you know concerned about um but then we'll happily share his location sometimes or whatever. And so it's kind of like, and for all of us, I think we don't really fully grasp how much information a given app or a given operating system or a given cloud thingy has about us at any given time and are probably blissfully, naively unaware of what actually is stored about us in the cloud. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I think the the notification thing, though, is interesting because it's... Um, it's it's a thing where you, by default, if you just say yes to everything, I, I have to imagine that even the most basic user of a phone, even if you're not on Instagram and Twitter and getting whatever dinged by all that stuff, but just like the average use, maybe you're on Facebook and you have texting and maybe some other communication tool that your family, you know, Telegram or whatever, some other app that somebody in your family wants you to use. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm trying to think maybe like a weather thing. Um, just the most basic sort of use of a mobile smartphone, you're still getting so many notifications if you say yes to everything, which I, I feel like at least in certain circles around me, there are people who are like that, not just older, like my younger sister, sisters, I think are similar where they just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Have access to it all. Send me stuff. And I, th- I don't think, I don't blame them. I don't think they're dumb because they do that, but it's just kind of like, that's the, if you don't, if you're not sort of aware of what you're doing or aware of how much control you're giving these things over your attention, yeah, then it just becomes. And so I'm in the camp of like next to no notifications unless it's critical. Like texting for me is a notification. Business email account is a notification. And, and then when uh, the penguins score a goal, <laughs> so, but that's for my kids. So. <laughs> Oh man, that must have taken wait last night. Yeah, no, it's not uh, last night. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that must have been not very good for you. Well, huh? I had to like for folks who aren't depending on when you listen to this, but if <laughs> that last night was game three, they lost five yes. one. So I actually was I actually we were I forget what we were doing putting the kids to bed and stuff, and I was like, I don't think there's a game on because I haven't got any notifications. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, yeah. So it was a bad bad one. Yeah. Shout out to to almost the very end. Um. Well, the problem with I would say most folks are probably okay with that or seemingly okay with that because from a product perspective, the default is give me all the notifications. And as someone who designs apps for a living, you kind of want that to be the default, at least going in where you're trying to explain the usefulness of whatever your application does. I can say at least in the since we started recording. I have two notifications on my phone right now. How many do you have? I have none because I'm, I'm, I'm amazing. <laughs> That's what I, I, there's no way to talk about this as if, and come on, not come off. Like I'm some sort of like <laughs> elitist, yeah, no, elitist print, notification, like, elitist notification snob. Like, Oh really? Yeah. You have a notification. I do badges for apps, but I don't do right. So the differentiation of like a notification being like it pops up, whether the screen is locked or not, or whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. you get a thing on the screen, either a drop down or a, a dialogue box you have to you have to actually actively um uh, what's the word confirm um i do like my even my todoist app i have it as badged but not like notifying me when there's new stuff or whatever sort of like silent in the background uh alerts to say hey there's something here that you probably want to 
take a look at, but yeah. I'm not going to verbally and or textually <laughs> tell you what it is. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, I guess I have enough of a screen OCD thing or whatever that if there's a notif- if there's a badge icon, that's almost as good as basically a notification for me in terms of like, I'm going to, it bugs me that there's two to do as things I'm resisting clicking to see what those are right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, um, for me, I, I guess Android has introduced a completely different way of dealing with notifications for me. Um, they don't have any app badges at the moment. On the current version of Android, there's no little red bubbles for me to take a look at, which is great. It makes my home screen look great all the time. I don't have to worry about it. Um, so all of my notifications are managed, one, through the lock screen, and two, through the pull down from the top, which is basically the same way that iOS does it. But in iOS, those can be persistent um, and not visible. Uh, the two notifications I actually have on my lock screen right now are ones from Untapped. It says there's a menu update. So we have this, we basically have this business service, which is the majority of um, what folks who probably would get this type of notification would be uh, interacting with, where if a business is on our platform, uh, they can send a menu update for they've added a new beer to their tap list or uh, they have uh, there. There's a number of different types of lo- notifications you can get for the app, but mine. Oh, hey, here you go. OK, now I just got another one from Instagram. You did that on you did that on purpose. I was just testing. You. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've OK, got the one from untapped eight minutes ago. I'm just going to start sending you notification messages through various services and to see which ones you have on. If you sent one on Skype right now and or Slack, it would wait a couple minutes and then it would send it to me. Right. I, I have no doubt. No doubt at all. Uh, I got another one from my fitness pal saying, you haven't logged your lunch for today. Would you like to do that now? Uh, and then I got, the, of course, the the troll, the, the real sick burn troll from you uh, <laughs> mentioning me in a story, which is really good. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised that one hasn't been abused more, to be honest. But anyway, sorry. The, true, the, true, true, true. I mean, this... I've actually had that happen twice in the last two days. I had never happened had that happen to me before. What's that? A, a story tagging? Or a story something? mention, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say that's probably a product of people just not using stories that are in my immediate vicinity either. There's a lot of options on Android now, especially with these these particular notifications. I As soon as I get one, I can say, hey, Instagram, uh, show notifications silently from now on. So basically, it'll make no noise. It'll show up on my screen, but I will get no uh, auditory or vibration alerts for the new information that they've sent me. It'll still send the notification, but I have a, I have a lot more options now on whether or not uh, it should grab my attention immediately. And I, I just don't think I don't think most people put their, themselves in the mindset of like, I'm going to sit down for 25 minutes and create a workflowy. Uh, bulleted items list of all the apps I have, whether or not they're important to me at the very moment, um, and and then go through and make those changes to to these separate applications. A lot of times, too, it's not handled at the operating system level. It's hap- it is happening in the app, um, and you've got to go in and turn all those off. So it, it's it's unfortunate that it's handled so many different ways, but. I guess that's how they get apps to stick with people. And like, I haven't logged a meal in my fitness pal in three weeks and I still get 
the notification three times a day. That's how bad that particular one is for me. Yeah, it's amazing how much uh, I know I do that too with apps where I, I do give them access because I think, oh, certainly like not it wasn't Fitness Pal, but some other one that's like that um, fitness tracking, meal tracking kind of thing. I was like, well, of course I'm going to want to track all that stuff. That's why I got this app. And then right. like after three days, I'm like, oh, that stupid notification. Ding, make it go away. Comes back right. the next day. Don't like and then finally eventually i delete the app but i put up with it for like way too long for as much as i talk about being you know careful about uh, notification access for apps to my attention anyways so one app app that actually did this really well i'm trying to it was uh duolingo the the language learning app i for about mm-hmm. three days i was going to learn spanish again and <laughs> okay as all right do, yeah buenos noches and uh, good night to you too <laughs> the but after i think it's like three days it just says you know what looks like these things aren't working for you we'll turn it off for now just come back and let us know and if you start up the oh. app again then it'll trigger it to do it again for two or three days uh which i've never seen any other app do that it's like any like you said any, every app is is like terrified that you're going to forget about them and so they Mm -hmm. want to just constantly remind you yes there's something new here there's a thing here come check this out instagram is like awful for like please turn on your notifications please pretty please you you turn away turn off the like no i don't want notifications thing and clear that um thing in in your like history or activity feed and then the next day it's back again saying hey by the way do you do you want to maybe turn on your notifications it looks like they're off yeah did you you hit something on accident i think yeah i think exactly so i'm just gonna go ahead and flip this switch for you is that okay yeah you good with that (laughs) so yeah i credit like doing i have no idea how they make money i guess probably you pay for like advanced learning or something or whatever of languages but um yeah it's just like nope it's not working then no problem we'll we'll be here you know yeah i mean there's Part of it is the mind share of like, okay, yeah, I know my fitness pals on my screen. I know I should probably log my lunch or I should probably at least go back in there and decide whether or not I'd like to keep doing this. And that will then turn me into a monthly active user because I open the application. Um, you can tell when an application got a new product manager for a particular <laughs> section because it's a flood of notifications about one about that particular thing and two um that all they're trying to do is just increase their daily active users and their monthly active users there is typically no other reason behind that other than just bumping up the numbers a little bit like twitter i would say probably is a, a repeat offender of something like that where they're like yeah hey by the way we're gonna change the way that you receive notifications for everything now. Just we've gone ahead and opted you into that. Um, just so you know, it's cool. All right. Yeah. They Sounds just, good. Yeah. <laughs> like done. Uh, so I, I don't know. I coming from that world. I understand why it's, it's done that particular way. Well, they got like quarterly reports and annual thingies and yeah, I, I get that. And you want to justify the fact that you exist in whatever application you're working for. So you want to make sure that it's, I don't know, both balancing usefulness for users and balancing business needs. And, and that, that makes sense. Um, but from like a, a personal perspective, there's something about getting the same notification or getting the same types of notifications, especially for something like, yeah, I've decided that I want to be healthy and so I downloaded this workout app and it reminds me every day at 6 p.m. that I need to work out and I just ignore it. And it's a, this little twinge that either I'm not accomplishing the goal that 
I want to do or that I'm not I'm not performing at at the level that I want myself to perform the just like I don't want to deal with it version of of Kyle takes over and just swipes the notification away and says I'll deal with it tomorrow um I don't know get especially falling off the wagon it's falling off the wagon of like I was doing this for a little bit and now I'm not and then I still get the notification for it I I've been like that for uh, an app called Exist and I I think Merlin has talked about this one before do you exist it, it, I I kind of feel like I don't when I don't use it but that's mainly because I was using it for a good three or four, uh, about four and a half months. Oh, where yeah, I, every single yeah. every single day I would write down uh, like a little synopsis of what did I do today, how do I feel, and then put it away. It took fifteen seconds. Uh, it doesn't require much thought at all. It's not. It, it really, really wasn't that involved. But I went. I recently went on a trip to Chicago. I stopped doing it because we were busy. We were just not. We weren't, you know, at a at a place where I could write down in my phone. We were out out and about, you know, busy doing stuff. So I, I justify not writing in it. And then we get back from the trip and I see the notification. This is a month ago. I see the notification. And I'm like, mm, yeah, it's just not right now. And that, that thought, that continual, and I still get the notification. I haven't uninstalled the app. I haven't gone in and uh, written down what's happened once I get off the train of like continually doing it or having it done every single day, like logging my meals, writing in the diary, um, the incentive to get back in the application to do that kind of thing is, is gone for me. And I don't know why there's some sort of, there's probably a psychological term for that. Yeah. A bit of like gamification thing, right? Yeah. Like completionism gamification. Like as soon as I miss one little card from the deck i no longer want to be a part of the game right you know it's it's a uh, it's really detrimental i think to the way that i as a designer the way that i think about applications and and user retention and stuff like that um but from a, a personal life perspective it's probably really bad too <laughs> i would assume bad all around just bad all around probably yeah there's the yeah, some sort of like it takes two weeks to build, get it locked into a habit and probably like five minutes to lose it or something. I'm sure there's better ways of saying that. But I know with any sort of like guitar practicing, fitness yes. thing, yes. whatever, learning a new language or coding, a new coding language or some new discipline in life that where you just like getting up at 630 every day or whatever it happens to be. And it takes so little, at least for me anyways, I, I admire folks who for this, this for them, this isn't an issue, but like it takes so little to push me off the, the whatever momentum I've built up. And obviously a notification from a fitness app or whatever language app or whatever it happens to be is not enough guilt to uh, pull me back in once that initial sort of rush of, I'm going to have a major life change by doing this sort of euphoria wears off. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, a language app was the same for me. I was, um, um, an app called Memorize did something very similar. I was learning. I was actually learning words in Japanese and learning to write characters and things like that. And I got, I did it for like two or three months and then just didn't do it one evening because we were, again, like I just, I'm trying to justify it, but I should, I shouldn't be like, I just didn't do it. And then it, it didn't stick after that. I would get the notification and the notifications were real clever. 
like that that app in particular i'm probably screenshotted a few i'll see if i can find them um in my google photos but i screenshotted a few of them and they're like it's just like the twitter account that is all screaming constant screaming it was kind of like that where they're trying to change it up in a way that gets them noticed on my lock screen and either make me chuckle or like remember them for a second or something, something to get me back into the app. And they're trying real hard, real, real hard to the point where I noticed them so much that I deleted them. <laughs> they went over the, yeah, I pushed it over a little over the edge. Yeah. Which that is almost like a, a whole, I mean, that's another discussion, I guess, but the marketing angle of notifications and the language, languaging and the messaging that you're using in there, I would guess a lot of app developers sort of see it as function, whereas something like this memorize or whatever, and you know, Slack would probably be similar to where they put a lot of care and, and the uh, crafting of those messages very carefully, knowing that that's like their potentially the last interaction they have with their user or the first one to sort of pull them back in, pull a user back into the app. I'm sending you a couple here. As I, as I said, I'm looking through my Google photos right now. So interestingly, um, Android, I think takes a different perspective on notifications, uh, than iOS does, especially for stuff like the lock screen. So the one I sent you is, uh, me watching YouTube TV and they'll leverage, the notifications section on my home screen and on the dropdown for showing me what is playing on my TV right now. So it says cast into the living room and then it takes over, takes over the entire screen. Right. That's what, And sh- yeah. Coming from iOS, I'm like, why is your lock screen? Some guy, sports personality guy, I'm guessing I can't. Remember. Yes. Uh, he's a ho- hockey guy, some sort of hockey guy. That's supposed to be like NHL live or NHL overtime or right. something ridiculous. <laughs> um but yeah it's the same okay that makes more sense so you can snooze it for 15 minutes is that what that means no so that this is a play a play bar basically oh, it's a notification right. that i can't get rid of um and so i i don't know i guess there's no visual distinction other than play controls that this is something that you can't dismiss they have two modes, though, kind of like uh, iOS notifications have now, where you can swipe it and perform an action on it. Um, so for something like this, I could pull it down and hit close and actually stop the playback of whatever's happening on my TV um, from the notification on my home screen, which is nice. Instead of saying like, uh, you know, hey, hey, Google's, uh, please turn off the TV, that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm still, I'm perusing a bit of my screen history here for notifications that are just way over the top when i'm not home here's one that i get a whole lot when i'm not home uh, we have a series of nest cameras at home and we have cats as as of course i have explained in previous uh episodes here real and imaginary yes yes we only have one so don't don't worry about it uh, but they they like to move around when we're not home and I have it set to where we get a push notification. I'm just going to, I know we've, we've done a lot of the cat exploration, but you say, I just have to clarify, you have one, you said. Yes. But I'm you, sorry. You refer to that one as they? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They, they, the cat, because, you know, I don't, I try not to, I don't know what the gender identity right. of the cat is. So I don't want to, I don't want to step yep. over bounds here right. about, yeah. Okay. Whatever the cat would like to identify as typically a human being which is right. <laughs> that's that's just how they are 
Um, they like to move around when I'm not home. And every time they do, and they're in the living room, I will get a push notification. Or whenever they go to the food, uh, I'll get another push notification for that. So it's kind of, there are points in time where we're not home and it's just a flood of notifications. So I've tried, I made that one in particular silent. Um, but it's still one of those things that I'm like, yeah, I, I can't do anything with this information. Yes. I could, I guess I could be like, Hey, the house is on fire. Uh, go someone who lives nearby. Could you please go check it out or fire department? Hi, this is, this is Kyle. Um, it's Kyle again, again, again. uh, <laughs> we, we, we have another fire. Um, cause that's, that one's for security. Obviously if it'd be like, you, you can log in yeah. presumably and, and see what it's seeing. And then you can be like, Oh no, it's just a cat or, Oh, it's actually a burglar burglar. Is that, that sounds like a weird word for something. No, burglar. Yeah. It sounds like burger. It sounds but like something in the sixties, like a burglar that you would have. Bur- yeah. Yes. A cop's. And it's a, a real word. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, somebody's stealing stuff, stealing your stuff, hopefully not stealing your camera before you get a good glimpse of them. But yeah, it depends. Even if I'm, if I'm not, Oh, here we go. Um, I will share this one with you. This is a really good example of these will be in the show notes too. We'll put memorize and these uh, I will. Yeah. I don't think there's any personal identifiable, personally identifiable information here, but you can see sort of what memorize tries to do and they try to be real chummy about <laughs> nice, it. Yeah. Uh, it says, uh, it says, uh, I once ate two bowls of ice cream because, and then in all caps, I am an adult. And it's a language learning application. It has nothing to do with ice cream. I don't know why. I, I don't know why they would do this. It's like taking the it's so far out there that it's funny approach, I guess. Right. And hoping that that's going to draw you back in. Makes you laugh. Makes you have a good moment. And you're like, oh, yes, I should learn a new language. That made me chuckle. <laughs> right. Right. I wonder what ice cream is like in Japanese or something. It, it, exactly. Exactly. I do have a lot of these screens here. There's here's one more. Uh, this one says memorize. Come over to keep your memories from turning into, and then a poop emoji. <laughs> That's clever. I, yeah, I guess so. That's on brand a bit, but it's funny because you could totally see someone, like, it's it, it's so hard to craft those things. And I'm sure you're very well aware of this, obviously, in being working in this this side of the, the fence, as it were, um, where you you don't want to alienate, because you can see something like that totally alienating a person, thinking like, why are they joking about poop? Why is there poop in my notifications right when i that's very unprofessional i'm going to delete this app but i guess uh, it's by the same token it's kind of just like what we do with good stuff and podcasts where you're like this is who we are we're going to be this way if you don't like this kind of stuff then maybe go check out duolingo or whatever because yeah we're going to it's not for you it's obviously not for you if you don't understand our humor i guess or or get in line with with our political views or i mean it's totally their prerogative they can they can do whatever they want but yeah, it definitely can alienate some people, uh, depending on the the tone and the voice that you make your application have. Um, it's an interesting business decision, I guess, uh, from that perspective, just to be like, yeah, that's just who we are. That's It's just how it's going to be, and that's fine. I haven't seen them change that. It, it was real strong for a little bit, which is kind of why I was like, I just can't handle this. They're talking about ice cream. They're sending me poop emoji. Like I just, this is just not the racket I want to be in. So I did, I did delete it, not necessarily for that reason, but for the, the mental load that it was creating. Cause it did look like a, 
a message from someone like maybe it says mom rise or may, I don't I don't know I don't know what it yeah it just looked like someone had sent me a, a message yeah that's where I think it, it feels a bit like some of the bigger apps especially are a notification overload like like you said earlier with Twitter trying to get you back into stuff Facebook is notorious for doing this too like finding they say they allow you to check off i don't want a message about uh when somebody likes something i i've posted right but then they reword it to like well your their friend liked it and so now do you want those notifications or whatever and just like finding a different lawyer legalese way of figuring out how to add a new notification that they don't have to legally say they already asked you about and i don't i have no idea what the laws are if it's it's probably not as bad as it's not as strict as uh, email spam and stuff has gotten but uh you can see a future where it's going to be i guess because apps just tend to yeah twitter does the same thing where like it i, I remember logging signing up for twitter and having there be like a checkbox that just said we do you want us to notify you via email when someone likes or does anything to you or your tweets right and now there's like mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the granularity but they add new ones all the time where it's like 30 checkboxes to not get notified about stuff um, on Twitter when you sign up for a new account. And you do have to go like that. Like I said earlier, it's all defaulted to be on usually on every, every platform, email app, everything, send all the stuff so that we get engagement we get some sort of uh, usefulness out of not only you signing up and you giving us your email, but for, for being there for getting your eyeballs into our app. It's what we need. Speaking of eyeballs, here's here's one more for you, just real quick. This was from this morning. It was too the placement <laughs> was too good. That's nice for me not to. Uh, we may have to just make that one like the album, album artwork yeah. for this episode. Yeah, just write write that. It's a. I will say if you don't go and look at it, it is a picture of Captain Picard. His entire face is filling up my lock screen on my on my phone, but the notification for star trek the next generation being casted to my tv is directly over his eyes so he's sort of got this like anonymous uh captain picard look almost i, I mean i know i know who he is jordy La- what's the guy uh yeah Rain- almost Rainbow. like a jordy laforge look yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like i'm a i'm a real bad offender of, of the whole notification thing right and yet I still like I don't don't call me. Don't ever call me. I don't want to hear your voice. I just want to see your your notifications, your text. <laughs> I will that's exactly it. I will uh if you email me a client can email me a client who can who would be potentially giving me a $15,000 job uh contract or whatever for work could phone me, leave a voicemail and say, "Hey Chris, ready to go. Just give me a call back. Just need to talk through some of the details, but I'm like 110%, I'm going to give you $5,000 more for this project just because all of those things could be on the voicemail and I would still take two days to respond. Whereas if they email me and say, <laughs> look, I've got $3,000 less than I promised, uh, but I'm hoping we can still work this thing out. Reply, you know, when you can, probably five, 10 minutes, I'll respond. <laughs> yeah. You're already, you're already, fingers are already on the keyboard. Yeah. There's an if this and that for, for that one. Yeah. Exactly. That. I understand. I get that. I don't know what it is, especially from two people who who pretty much talk for a living. Right. I know. Who, 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 <laughs> it's what we do. We're, we're talking to each other right now. Yeah. But it does. It takes that slippery slope of 
okay, I'm just going to do it. And then, oh yeah, this isn't that bad. This isn't that hard. You know, I actually, I get the other, the other way I get is the, like I phone call to make sure they got my email or I, I got their email. Um, I get a few of those or, Hey, I'm going to email you some details. Is that okay? This is what they're about. And it's like, well, you could just type that. That would actually would work too. That's, that's okay. <laughs> But I get that. Like, it's, I don't know. There's a bit of the old school mentality of like, there's a delivery coming in three weeks. You know, you need to make sure you get it kind of idea um, that happens, I think, for some folks in their brain when they're writing an email. But I generally yeah. consider email to be reliable and, you know, a safe way to communicate. Um, yeah. I forget where I was going with that. But the social contract, social stress of not knowing that the other person is going to be okay with me phoning them at 10 o'clock, even though it's a business that, readily accepts phone calls yeah is uh kind of a silly stress that i'd put on myself for some reason or just a, a real yeah like you said a, a silly one like calling uh to make an appointment for something um or seeing if a restaurant is open instead of driving your entire family over there and then getting there and saying oh wait no sorry they they close in half an hour and uh, not not only did I not want to call them, but, to, you know, the second part of this is that well, I'm not going to bring you guys in there, even though I know the kitchen is open and I know on their sign it says they're open. There's only half an hour left, and that's not enough time for us to get in and get out before they actually do the whole closing thing. There's, there's far too much involved in that whole thing to to make me not anxious about the situation. Well, I've had Captain Picard staring at me now for... <laughs> 15 minutes. <laughs> All right, Kyle, tell me, tell me about player unknown. We've uh, got a few minutes. Boy. Um, I don't know anything about it. I have been watching a couple of game streams, uh, for a bit. It's on steam. I do know that it's in what, what do they call pre-access? Not pre-access, yeah, uh, or something early, like early or, access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, it's in early access right now. It does cost money, even though it's in early access and it looks glitchy as heck. Uh, but Basically, the idea is you get, I think, 100 people or so, 96 people maybe, um, and you all get into an airplane, and you have the option of either teaming up with people if you'd like to or going solo. You then jump out of the airplane onto an island and try to kill each other. Um, and while you while you try to kill each other, the interesting bit, I think, the, the whole gaming dynamic other than obviously murdering everyone is that the there is a barrier that will close around you uh, as the game progresses. So oh, it basically yeah. makes it makes the gaming field uh, get smaller and smaller and smaller over time, forcing the people who are left to kind of come into contact with each other and, and combat combat each other. Right. Yeah. That it's funny because the the two prem that those two premises right there just like because otherwise it's a basically no different than i would imagine what modern like call of duty whatever where you're running around shooting each other yeah counter-strike yeah of duty, but like those games the fact that you all it's kind of sets this neat premise of you're on the plane together you're getting dropped kind of like for a reality tv show or whatever of the future or near future and and having to like fight it out hunger game style but then also having the world close in on you while it's happening is a brilliant little extra Tick. That's probably. I'm sure that uh, hardcore video game nerds. It's been used elsewhere or whatever. But um, I know there's a Minecraft mod that was like that, sort of in, in reverse, where as you Ooh. added things, it would go. The world would get bigger each every so often or whatever. But um, but yeah, this is interesting. It's kind of a neat one that's I've seen too. It's funny how some indie games just kind of like make enough noise to even 
bubble over into like i would guess you're like me and sort of a average gamer hobby gamer not like hardcore playing every night most definitely yeah well i think uh, i used to be a part of that that whole idea um especially when i would they had things called i guess they would be called land shops or uh places where it was just computer after computer after computer lined up next to each other yeah right and you you could go there knowing that the machines could handle the games that were out and what you wanted to play because back home that might not have been the case and you didn't want to invest three thousand dollars into a machine or a new video card or whatever um especially if it was the the you know family's computer you yeah. don't want to spend all your time on there so you could go pay like two dollars an hour uh sign in to your character from that computer take your friends over there play games play we would play um unreal tournament 2k4 so that that tells you what year i was playing yeah um <laughs> but for two dollars an hour yeah you could go you could do, go do that and this was around the same time too where the um things like energy drinks were really taking off and so just that entire culture of red bull and esports and computer hardware and getting a job like (laughs) getting into the last years of high school for me getting a job and realizing that i could we could go have two dollar jack-in-the-box tacos and go play games at the land shop for two dollars an hour and spend four hours there and then drive ourselves home it's just that switch that flipped over from like, oh yeah, I got to call my parents from the payphone to to go pick me up from the movies. To I'm driving myself. I have a, a Nokia thirty three ninety or whatever, and we're, yeah, we're yeah. going to play. We're going to play video games at a store dedicated to that. I think it's a vape store now, which is thoroughly ironic. But um, it's just it's so of the time that that i was growing up and this most definitely player unknowns battlegrounds would have been one that that we would have played there yeah that style so i'm thinking about I, i'm thinking yeah thinking about picking that up and try at least trying it i would like you mentioned uh in in our private conversation it seems like something that would be great with other people be great to play with friends um i've heard good things about playing it on uh on your own uh but yeah it seems it seems like a, a nice uh, not really relaxing. Uh, watching streams is very, 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 very uh, nerve wracking because it's all about like the, the bi- binaural uh, audio and, and seeing whether it's on the left or the right or where did it come from? Where are they shooting me from? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it seems like a really tense game. So unless if your if your house is not quiet, maybe it's not not a great game to play. Not one of those real quick shoot 'em shoot 'em up games. It, game normal games seem to last anywhere between like 10 to 30 minutes each. And then you can just if you get killed, you bounce out of the game and start a new one. Yeah, that's what I think I was like playing it with someone else where you'd know that at least you have one uh teammate or whatever in within the game or whatever and sort of discovering each other that way. Um is it would be kind of fun and and the i think particularly the hilarity of like getting into it enough that you're legit freaking out when you get found or whatever and that kind of stuff where usually yeah. i tend to with what's that's what makes for anybody who's never watched like a streaming person on twitch or whatever playing a game and thinks that's like not nuts it's 
um, well, it probably is, but <laughs> like there is a certain amount of fun of like seeing someone seeing what seeing what they're seeing on the their console or their computer or whatever and watching their reaction to it and, and things like that like the that's a whole nother show of subculture of video game streaming and stuff that i i find fascinating but um yeah the there's the fact that on i'm just i did a google search for player unknown and like one of the top hits is a businessinsider.com uh 30 tips and tricks that could help you survive in player unknown's battlegrounds <laughs> so, wow on business insider yeah posted nine hours ago so it t- obviously somehow is yeah bubbling over it's into permeating into the, the yeah the normal normal culture yeah. it sounds like very interesting apparently you can uh where was this tip i was going to share with you if you do so you have a windows computer i do now oh, yeah okay yeah yeah that's my one that's my achilles heel as it were in gaming i have an xbox but not a windows machine frying pans can act as armor on your butt apparently so just fyi there's <laughs> okay. a, a gif of a guy note noted getting shot in the frying pan that's hanging off the back of his backpack <laughs> oh, hey. uh, that sounds that sounds pretty well i i think that's a good spot to end it man yeah. getting 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 shot in the butt with a frying pan uh colonel mustard is that yeah i think that's so. probably it's the, probably not a i don't think there's a clue crossover for that but that sounds that sounds like it would be would be fun would be fun sounds like a good game all right thanks kyle thanks chris